to Talking Tempo. We are Sasha and Katie, two amateur running mums stepping outside our comfort zones to share our love and hate for all things running. In no way are we professionals, just two 40-something-year-old women who have too much in common, spend too much money on Nike shoes, matching socks and visors. We hope that our journey inspires and motivates others and that you laugh along with us. We all know chocolate is delicious, but what many people don't know is that chocolate is good for you. Not just any chocolate, we're talking high quality, nutritionally rich, sugar-free dark chocolate. We've recently had the opportunity to try peak chocolate and we're in love. It comes in three variations. Peak energy, dark chocolate, the perfect way to get you energized and ready for any activity and will give you what you need to do your best. Peak focused chocolate allows you to switch on your brain and turn that 3 p.m. craving into a creativity kickstarter. Want to improve the quality of your sleep? Drift off to sleep more quickly and sleep more soundly. Try Peak Rest, packed with our unique supplement blend of magnesium and zinc, chamomile and B vitamins. Peak Rest is the ultimate guilt-free treat for rest, relaxation and revitalization. Sweet dreams are made of these. Definitely a thumbs up from Sasha and I and Peak Chocolate have generously shared a 15% discount code for our listeners. Type in Talking Tempo at the checkout. Welcome to episode 11 of Talking Tempo with Sasha and Katie. This week, we're joined by um, Tamara from Solitude Health. She's a physiotherapist in New South Wales who specialises in women's physio and health. And we're really looking forward to chatting to her to find out how on earth she does the juggle of being a mum, being a runner, being a physio um, and finding out some extra tips and tricks around how in our 40s we can continue to stay healthy and fit and run and still get the best out of our bodies that are, you know, changing uh, in many ways. So, Tamara, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hi, thanks for having me on, girls. Great to meet you both. So when we introduce our guests we always start with a game as you probably heard I think you've listened to a few of our podcasts so we're going to do a this or that game which we did um, last week with Lisa so it's a good way to get to know who we're interviewing and give our audience a bit of an idea of this or that what your preferences are so let's get started okay so I'm going to say word you just say this or that okay trail or road running trail (laughs) you know we hate hills (laughs) um so do you run in a crop or singlet or crop at the moment summer summer's a crop stretching or rolling stretching protein powder or no protein powder protein powder sweet or savory sweet yes Dry needling or massage? Massage. Weight training or Pilates? Oh, love both. Love both. I'll go weight training at the moment. Yeah. Fluctuate. (laughs) Long or short distance? Long. Solo run or group run? Solo. 
AM or PM training? AM. Ah, how early? Oh, I go about 5.30. Okay. That's a, that's a good sleep in for us. Yeah. Nash and I have been <laughs> smashing out 4 a.m. runs. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Struggle Street. Um, calorie tracking or no tracking? No tracking. Love that. Water or electrolytes on your run? Uh, I actually carry both on the trails. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, for my long runs, I'll carry both. Yeah. Do you have so, a little vest or do you have handheld? Uh, yeah, a vest. Yeah. Okay. So I have a vest so I can take two water bottles. So, yeah, one of each. Cool. You smashed it. There you go. Oh, a bit about tomorrow. Easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Easy. Thanks, it's guys. So, it's so interesting hearing um, different um, different preferences. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and especially yeah. the trails because that really piqued my interest because obviously you're going to, I think, talk to us about you know recovery and Mm -hmm. I haven't done much trail running but it seems to me every time I do some trail running I get sore in different places and it seems to take me a bit longer to recover from a race or from a hard run so I'd be interested to see how you Mm. manage that and what you recommend around that yeah okay that's interesting isn't it um yeah I, I, I mean part of that can just be what you're used to to running as well because I know like if I were to go and do if I go do a sprint session then I'm a lot sore after that than than having done a long session and and the trails yeah 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 so it definitely adapts yeah adapts to what you're doing yeah on a long run like how far average how far would you go in a week running um my average week's at the moment, I'm probably about 70, 80 kilometres a week. Nice. That's what I'd love to get to. Yeah. And then, like, my peak training, if I've got a, an event coming up, I'll be pushing up to the 100Ks a week. Yeah, because you train for ultras, don't you? Yeah. 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 So you, do you do 100K runs or 50? No, I've only done 50s so far. Yeah. Um, I've got a friend wanting me to do 100, but I've... Yeah. Um, you know, that might be on the cards tempted. at some point. Yeah, tempted, but just up to the 50s at the moment. Yeah, just 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just 50. <laughs> but, yes, haven't worked up to that. Haven't worked up to that. You girls will be the ultra runners in two months' time as well. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done it yet. <laughs> we'll get there. We're, we're, we're pushing. We're we're hanging around. What are we up to? About 20K for our long runs at the moment. Um, I've done right. a marathon before, so yep. it'd be Sasha, pretty big jump for Sasha to go from. Huge for me. Yeah, yeah, no marathon to doing the 50, but I reckon yeah. we'll do it easy. We'll enjoy yeah. it. Stop be it there together. Um, interestingly, I didn't do, I went from a 25K trail race to a 50. I never did a marathon in between. So I think okay. you'll be fine. She okay. will be. She smashed yeah. her 20 the other day. I no concerns at all. Just got to, yeah. it's just the keeping going, you know. Um, it's just, it'll be a head game, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. One foot in front of the other. Yeah. 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 All right, should we get into the questions? So we yeah. had a good stalk of your profile. Okay. And it's sure. obvious you're passionate about all things health and fitness. Can you share your journey with us and your regime to being fit and fabulous as you are? <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Um, I guess I've always had an interest in um, in sort of a healthy lifestyle, uh, outdoorish lifestyle. Um, I was pretty sporty. It's pretty sporty kid growing up. Uh, running was always just more of a side thing, just to keep fit. Little five k runs here and there, and then uh, probably I don't know, maybe ten years ago, I think I did my first half. Did a couple of half marathons. Um, then I had kids. Dropped off the running for a while there, and then when I got back into running post kids I stumbled into trail running and loved that so the last couple of years I've been doing a lot more in the bush and the mountains um, worked up to the 50k so I've done 250k events uh, and I balance that running with so not all my runs are in the bush I really only probably do one or two trail bush runs through the week and the rest will be uh, road running and then I also teach Pilates I mean a Pilates instructor as well so I'll do Pilates a couple of times a week and I try to get in two strength sessions a week as well in the gym that's a lot yeah it is a lot and um yeah I imagine you guys would know as as mums and working and trying to get the training in it really is squeezing in what you can where you can and some of those might be just 20 minute sessions so it just might be a 20 minute strength session or 20 minutes of pilates and mobility or you know but if i can only get a 20 minute run in that day that's all it is and i think sometimes you just have to be happy that that is a session and you know not have that those expectations of right it has to be an hour it has to be quality it has to be perfect but the reality is that every little bit counts and everything, every little bit helps as well. And it also makes you feel a lot better too, just getting even that small amount in. Yeah, yeah. All right. that's interesting you say yeah. that because I think before I was a runner, I'd go to the gym and you do your hour session, you'd be sweating, mm. you you know, you, well, they say get your pump on, not that I ever did, but, you know, that's your focus. And then you start running and you're used to doing your 45-hour run, sweating, when I do a 15, 20 minute strength session, I don't feel like I'm getting anything from it. So it's yeah. interesting to change that mindset of um, everything counts. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I think that is important. And, and I really think that's important for, for mums and anyone who's short on time and poor on time is to be happy with those sessions as well and don't feel disappointed that you haven't got that full hour in at the gym. And yeah, yeah just, you know what, 15 minutes, 20 minutes that's something for the day so I'll take that yeah no definitely I like that yeah I agree with that because I I mean I don't do much strength strength at all which is probably why I get sore but I can feel if I do even 10 15 minutes of you know some lunges or something I, I feel it the next day on my leg so you've definitely done something and obviously your body's not used to it so you're feeling sore for that reason but yeah, that's, I like the idea of just, just taking what you can get. Yeah, and I think too, yeah, so for someone like you, Sasha, that isn't doing much much strength, so even maybe just getting those 15 to 20-minute sessions in um, a couple of times a week, you probably find your muscles will adapt to that pretty quickly and, um, yeah, get you stronger and definitely will help with, with your running as well by building some of that strength. 
So on those, we're probably getting off course already, but on those two strength sessions, should you focus on a certain particular part of your body or just do an all over body workout? Um, yeah, that is, that's probably one, one of the things that I want to talk about today was strength training. I don't know whether you want me to dive into it now. Or yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, with, with the strength training, if you can, it's ideal to get in those two to three sessions per week. Those sessions might vary depending on what your goals are with your training. So if you've only got two sessions per week, you really want to try to make those pretty much all all over body sessions. So you're trying to get some upper body core work and some leg work in there as well. Your specific runner strength training is, you know, you need to be considering working on things like your leg strength, your single leg work, like so things like your lunges and your step-ups. Um, calf raises are a really important thing for runners, especially as you're getting older and an exercise that's often left out of, of strength programs because it's not one of the glamorous, you know, it's not squats and deadlifts and lunges and those sorts of things. But calf raises are, are important for runners as well. Um, and then you want to make sure with your strength training that you're actually building some muscle so that you're building some strength. So for women, often we've gone towards doing like lighter weights, but higher reps. So you might be doing a lot of weight, but doing 12 to 15 reps, which, you know, that definitely has its benefits. It has your benefits for activating muscles and um, creating motor patterning pathways. But if you want to actually increase muscle mass and muscle strength and, and muscle bulk, then we need to load up. So you need to be working to that six to eight, eight rep and working to getting close to your fatigue level. So higher, higher loads in, in those sessions, if you're aiming to build some muscle and build some strength. And then the other thing that we need to sort of take into um, consideration too for our runners is getting in some jumping and landing and, and the plyometric work as well. So that's um, that's an important aspect as well. And you might just put that into one of those, a small component of that in, in one of those those sessions. Yeah. Strength. Yeah, that's yeah. good. It just it just reminds me of how much I need to do <laughs> do this stuff. I'm I've totally let all of that go and it, you know, it's one of those things that's a niggle. You know that you should be doing it, but you just never do. You just go for a run again. <laughs> yeah. And running, and you know what? I think for runners too, running is so easy because you don't really have to think about it and you don't have to plan it. You just get out the door and go. Yeah. Whereas um, with your strength, you know, unless you've got someone setting up a program for you, you do kind of have to think about like, what am I going to do today? What am I going to work on? What weight am I up to with, with, with these exercises and, and reps. So, yeah, it does take a little bit more planning, but there's plenty of people out there that can help and a, and a lot of information um, to help with that, um, yeah. to work towards whatever those goals might might be. I think as well for me, it's I lack motivation to do it. It's by myself. I'd have to do it yeah. at home. Just can't get the mojo to, <laughs> to do it. To do it. Um, one thing I actually do, I have at home is I just have two sets of dumbbells in the, in my lounge room. <laughs> 
And uh, just with those two sets of dumbbells, it is amazing how many exercises I could create and and just, and they would be, sometimes that would be my quick 20 minute session of strength is just running through a few exercises. And um, yeah, you can kind of squeeze that in around kids and between kids or early morning or, or evening. Um, so that's so yeah. true I've got them in my um just in my kitchen and same if when I get home from a run I'll often pick them up and, and do a few things but I as I said I don't feel like I'm getting anything from it so that is a change of mindset I'm gonna yeah. continue doing it and um yeah I think um, I saw someone the other day even write on a whiteboard like write a little program so you know that's what you've got to do rather than getting there and just you know doing a bicep curl and yeah, and just making it up on the spot. Yeah, yeah. have something have something planned. Yeah, yeah, but it's just a way of getting around that you don't have to get to the gym. You know, yeah. or if you can't get to the gym, yeah. there's still there's still an alternative there for you to do. Yeah, yeah. I think with, well, I know I don't want to go pay for a gym membership when I'm probably going to go once or twice a week if that. Yeah. So having the weights at home, yeah. 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 Do, is that something your business does do they do weight programs or running strength programs yeah 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 so yeah I can um set up yeah either strength programs yeah running programs and a lot of physios and and exercise physiologists will set up programs specific to someone's goals yeah yeah so okay so can you you what can you tell us what what is an exercise physiologist um and an exercise physiologist has done so generally they do like a sport and science sport sport and exercise science degree yeah and then they'll go back and they'll do um their exercise physiologist and um not a second degree but um that's through university as well so they're trained to work with um basically all areas of of exercise rehab um, working with people with chronic diseases, um, injuries, um, right through to high-level athletes. Yeah. So okay. quite similar, um, you know, to what you see your strength and conditioning coaches doing, but also with that more of that medical background and awareness okay. of um, illness and d- disease. And, um, okay. yeah, different to physio in that they tend not to diagnose, though. They tend not okay. to and, and diagnose, say, injuries, whereas we might be diagnosing shoulder injuries. and Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. just kind of exercise base. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow, with the, um, so with the weight training, so say we run every day, six days a week, would yep. you recommend doing it after a run? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. I would try to, I mean, you could, it depends on what your run session is. But the idea is with your weight training is that you keep keep your hard days hard and keep your easy days easy. So with your with your weight training, don't do your weight training on your easy run days. Okay, right. Yeah, so so if we do this morning example, we did our speed session on a hill. Yeah. My worst nightmare. So that would be a yes. good day. <laughs> you know, your legs are fatigued. You'd yeah. So it's a good day to do the um That's when you should training. be doing, this, doing your strength, yeah. So right. put it on the same day. So if you've done your 
um, speed session or your heel session of a morning, then try to do your weight session that afternoon. Okay. Um, and they do so. So they are thinking that it's better to do the weight, the strength session following. So don't do your heavy strength session and then go out and do your intervals. It's just going to put you at slightly higher risk of, of injury. injury. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah. it's okay. So, so say I couldn't do it in the afternoon. I wanted to do it in the morning. I do my run and then I go home straight away and jump into doing some strength training. Is that yeah, a risk? Yeah, that's okay too. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. 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 So with the strength training, you've got more control over your your movements and right. your load, whereas, um, yeah, the running – after your strength training, you're going to be put at a little bit of a yeah higher risk of injury running on on fatigue. What what puts me off is um, I know I will get sore, and so I know that that's going to impact on my next run. Yep. Okay. So that's where if you've done if you've done your heavy session, so your speed session plus your weight session. And then you want to be following up that up with your easy run. Easy. So that even that soreness in your legs, you should be feeling like, oh, I can kind of run this out, um, that it's not limiting your session. So it's not limiting that, what you're trying to get out of that next session. So I guess it kind of leads into recovery. So, for example, Tuesday yeah. speed session, mm-hmm. Wednesday easy run. And so sometimes if I, if I have done some strength stuff Wednesday yeah I'm fine bit legs are a bit kind of sore from the Tuesday speed session but if I were to do strength then I'd have the delayed onset soreness and so by Thursday which is the next kind of threshold my legs would be really sore yeah okay all right I think that is one of those things where you're going to have to try and probably ease just try to ease into your strength so your body's adapting to it and then probably add in too like with that easy run on the Wednesday adding in some mobility and stretching work as well so you're trying to get that recovery a bit better yeah yeah and it might just be increasing that strength component of it gradually so that your body's adapting to it without getting too much muscle soreness (laughs) on set yeah, because you should be able to to load it gradually without, um, yeah, creating too much of that DOMS, which is that delayed onset muscle soreness. Yeah. Okay, I'm super yeah. weak. I think anything I learn. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the other thing about, and because I, I know when I touch base with you girls and you said, "What, like, what shall we talk about?" Um, and one of the things was running over forty. So one of the biggest things when we when we get older is that our muscle mass is naturally declining. So they're thinking, you know, it declines by anything between three and eight percent each decade after the age of thirty. When you hit, I I know, and 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 then when you hit perimenopause and menopause, it will it will decrease at a faster rate as well. So we're going to lose more muscle muscle mass as we're going through those changes as well. So it is important to try to, to, to load that strength and, you know, load those muscles up because you, we know that we're getting, through those changes, we're getting a de- decrease in the muscle fibres in their size and that's going to give us a decrease in muscle mass and strength as well. Um, like, and 
while we're getting those decreases in strength, we're, that's also opening us up to more injury as well. So it's not just about strength. It's not just about building muscle. But if you can think about it as an injury, injury prevention method and a way to keep you running further for longer, yeah, um, that can help with motivation to add in that strength component as well. Yeah, that's good. Definitely going to try to, that's going to be one of my goals in 2023. So I'll have you in my mind when I'm I'm starting. (laughs) Yeah. And think of it as as helping you running because I think, you know, you will, most people find that when they start doing some some strength training, um, that actually it it helps with their speed, it helps with their power, it helps with their endurance as, as well. Yeah. what about so I always um I jump in the pool I love swimming I used to be a swimmer so that's obviously not is that more of a recovery session or is that am I building strength by doing that I mean you still get you still get putting load on your muscles when you when you swim it's probably not an exercise that builds muscle mass as such um but you're definitely putting load on the muscles so you're getting you're getting some sort of muscle reaction yeah from swimming yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. still a good thing and and definitely that weightlessness of swimming the pressure off the joints it does complement running and yeah as you said it it will help with recovery as well yeah and I think it helps with the cardio um fitness but yes. I I always say to myself hey that's my strength training it's not <laughs> Well, it's getting the arms working, definitely. Yeah, they does. It, yeah, yeah, it does. And the legs, if you use them. So, so yeah. what would be? Can you take us through for you for you um, the sorts of things you do for your recovery? Maybe after, let's go with maybe a hard session, and then what would you? What would your process be? Uh, okay, so if I've had, so like, what my easy day would be. When I get, I have to be honest, when I get back from runs, I'm not great at doing that immediate recovery. <laughs> because you're busy, hey? You're getting home and getting everything else ready. and Yeah. When I get back from long runs, I'm I'm pretty uh, diligent with I will get electrolytes in and I will get protein in and I will try to keep moving. So the worst thing I can do following a, a long run or following a hard session is to sit so that movement whether that be via stretching or just just keep moving are good um for my recovery i will use i i find pilates is probably a really good one for me within the pilates i get that stretching for the muscles but also the range of movement for the hip so getting that hip mobility and and through the spine as well so a lot of range of movement for the joints stretching for the muscles, but also that bit of core and um, core pelvic floor activation and hip stability work. So it's like the gentler um, component of your strength. So not that heavy strength session, but more that gentle stability work. And do you do that with machines or um, without? A bit of both. Mostly what I'm doing at the moment is mat work. But, yeah, we do have Pilates reformers. The reformers are definitely good for for stretching, I find that you get a better stretch on the reformer. They're hard work. They are. I've tried. They're very hard. Yeah. It takes a while to get used to. Yeah, you can do a lot of strength on the reformers too. So you can yeah. load them up and get some decent strength work too. 
yeah. just depends yeah what what session you're you're in and what the goal is but I like them for for the stretch component but you can definitely get a lot of strength out of them as well so yeah. do you think if I was trying if I was being a bit lazy could I do a Pilates reformer class and get my strength and stretching out of that one session for the week yeah yeah yes definitely like if you had the class structured if this class was structured well like if you were able to say to the teacher right I need my strength so I need heavy strength in this class um, but I also need some mobility and you want the core work as well from that yeah. um, you definitely within an hour Pilates reformer session you could get that in okay. yeah hmm. yeah which is a nice way to do it and then it's all yeah. done in in one go on one session. Yeah, it's one outing, it's yeah. one place. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, it's just my laziness coming through. <laughs> no, not laziness, just efficient use of time. That's it, efficiency. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess that was, re- I was really interesting, interested around the recovery. Is there anything else in terms of the strength stuff, Katie, that you wanted to ask? Um, I think like you, I was, I'm probably more worried about being sore, but I think the load is, um, is important, not pushing yourself too hard too, too quickly. Um, I know we talked about pelvic floor or wanting to talk yeah. about pelvic floor. Obviously over 40, I know a lot of women, that we talk to in our running group uh, have <laughs> issues in that area. We've all had kids and that. So mm-hmm. I guess um, you're the expert. We need your advice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, pelvic floor issues are very common, um, not just in the running population, but just in women in, in general. So we're looking at like uh, roughly about one in three women suffer from incontinence. So, um that's a, a high percentage. And when, yeah, you're looking at your running group, it's a big percentage of your running group too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and it's not just women who have had kids. So we see incontinence and pelvic floor issues in women that haven't had kids as well. So oh, really? Can, yeah. So you can get hypertonic pelvic floor, which is high t- overactive pelvic floor, which yeah. can be a problem. And you sometimes see that in runners as well. Mm-hmm. And then we get the hypotonic pelvic floor, so that lower tone and a little bit of weakness through the pelvic floor. And that's what we're commonly seeing post-pregnancy, post-babies, and also as as we're getting older. So some women, you know, if you've had your babies in your your 20s, you may not have had any issues, and then you're getting into your 40s and finding, right, now I'm starting to get weaker through the pelvic floor or now I'm starting to have some leakage issues. And that can be coming from going through that perimenopause and, and menopause stage as well because the pelvic floor muscles, they're a muscle just like all the other muscles in your body and that we're going to be losing that muscle mass as well. So those muscles, your pelvic floor muscles, will be getting weaker as we get older too if we're not strengthening, if we're not strengthening them. Um, also the change in estrogen uh, affects your pelvic floor muscles it affects your bladder as well so there's those changes that we need to take into consideration so if you're not already doing some pelvic floor work and some pelvic floor exercises definitely need to start addressing that Mm -hmm. so 
physiotherapists um, and a lot of people aren't aware of this, but physiotherapists that work in the in the women's health realm, realm they do um, internal pelvic floor assessments. So we're assessing internally and actually assessing the strength of your pelvic floor, um, checking are you actually doing your pelvic floor muscles correctly? Like are those muscles switching on? Because a lot of women think that they're engaging their pelvic floor muscles, but in fact, all they're actually doing is squeezing their glutes and there's not much activation through the pelvic floor muscles. So if you're not feeling much through the pelvic floor muscles when you're trying to do those um, pelvic floor exercises or if you're feeling you're having very little control over the flow of urine and you're losing a lot of leakage, then I'd definitely be checking in with a um, women's health physio and, and getting an assessment and check your pelvic floor muscles. If you're someone who feels you can activate those muscles so you can engage through your pelvic floor muscles, you can switch them on okay, it's just then a, then a matter of getting into a regular exercise of switching those muscles on. So you need to work your pelvic floor muscles. They need to work both as a strength muscle, so a power muscle, and that's at times when we like sneeze, cough, jump and land, and you need that really strong activation. But they also need to work as an endurance muscle as well. So when you are out for a long run and you're getting towards the end of that run, those muscles are fatigued already and you're still needing for them to hang on that a little bit longer till you can get through those last few Ks, then they're working as an endurance muscle then as well. So we train pelvic floor muscles to do to work both. So when we do our pelvic floor exercises, so a lot of women are just doing a contract, relax, contract, relax. That's yep, what I'm doing right now. <laughs> squeeze release squeeze release so those are good and when you do those ones you need to do them as strong as you can and that becomes your like your your power squeeze your strength your strength training for your pelvic floor but then you've got to also tune in and do a little bit of endurance training as well so for these ones that's when you're doing a squeeze it might not be a stronger squeeze but squeezing engaging through those pelvic floor muscles it's also a feeling of drawing in and up so a lift up when you engage your pelvic floor muscles and trying to hold them on so you're trying to hold them on for up to 10 seconds a little bit longer if you can and then relax so making sure you get those holds those long holds as well as just those squeeze relax squeeze relax with the pelvic floor Okay. Yeah, and yeah, no, I agree with that because I, I know when I was doing my marathon training, I think I must hold my bladder or something for the whole time or I must engage too much. And then by the end of my long run or I remember, um, yeah, I think it was like a 32K run at the end, I needed to go to the toilet immediately. Like I must have held it the whole time not knowing. Yeah. Is that does that sound weird? I don't even know if that sounds weird. No, 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 it's not weird. And what what a lot of runners will find, a lot of female runners will find, is that they're actually fine through a short distance or they're fine through a low effort session. But it's when you have to do like a half marathon or a race yeah. um, or yeah. marathon. It's it's those longer runs. It's when you get towards the end. Yes. Or if you're doing speed sessions, if you're doing intervals and you're doing sprints. And it's those, the maximal effort. Yeah. So it's those two areas where the muscles under um, more extreme stress and load and when it's starting to fatigue, 
that's more the times when we're when we're seeing those leakage episodes and just not quite being able to to hold on under that last that last little bit yeah um, and that comes down to endurance and again like any other muscle it comes to training and we do need to to, to put the muscle you know gradually build up to that kind those kind of stresses on those muscles to build the strength so so that we can yeah you are able to hold under those extreme um pressures and load yeah yeah i agree i agree i've experienced it super interesting Mm. um this is kind of off topic but relevant to Mm. us from a selfish perspective we're going to do a run called rock the crop and we're going to wear our crop tops (laughs) and um it i i have found ever since i've had um a child i just cannot get my abs back to the way that they were and um I know I I was probably very lazy when the physio talked to me in the hospital about you know the separation there and she um, exercises to kind of bring those muscles back what can we do now like you know my child's nearly seven what what can you do now to kind of tighten that area up? We've got four weeks. Four weeks <laughs> tight <please>. abs. <laughs> four weeks to bring the abs in. Yeah. Yep. So so that so what you're describing that that abdominal separation is what we know as erectus diastasis. So it's where those long um, six pack muscles through the front of the tummy pull apart during pregnancy, and it pretty much happens to every woman during pregnancy. You get some degree of separation, and then for some women. They just come back together naturally. It really just depends on the size of the separation, how much it comes back. So there are things you can do to help down the track. It depends on the degree of separation. So it depends how far apart those abdominal muscles have come. And it depends on the fascia in the middle as well. So the fascia that holds those abdominal muscles together. So the integrity of that, it depends on how what that integrity is like now. So if there's a lot of damage to that fascia, it's, you know, it's pretty hard for those to come all the way back together. Mm. Um, but if that fascia is intact, you can still get some pulling and support to get that back in place. So the different things we do uh, to help with rectus diastasis is one thing is compression. So compression garments help to pull those muscles back in yeah. um, and give them support while, you, while you're retraining and strengthening through those muscles. And the other thing is, is yeah, that is exercises. So it's being aware and being careful when you're doing your abdominal exercises that those abdominal muscles are drawing in together. So when you're doing any strength, any abdominal strength, that you can feel and see that those muscles pull in towards each other and that they're not popping up and pulling away from each other. So that's where we can worsen it as well. So things like um, side planks, gentle assisted curl-ups, so not big uncontrolled sit-ups, but just yeah. gentle assisted sit-ups where those muscles are pulling in together. Um, the side planks, normal planks, where you're supporting and pulling in through the abdominals as well. Um, they're, they're good ones to just start to, to draw that in, give that, that support. Uh, and what we're finding too is definitely if you can get that the, the core muscles, the abdominal muscles working in conjunction with the pelvic floor muscles 
get that unit working well together and strong as one, it it does give you a lot better support through both the abdominal, the trunk and the pelvic floor as well. Yeah, that's excellent. Thank you. That's so helpful. Well, it's okay. so true, Sasha, because you think, like I think back to when I had my babies, you're in hospital, you've got this new baby, you have no idea what you're doing. A physio comes in the day after you've had the baby <laughs> and says, this is what you, like, you don't take it seriously. You don't have time yeah. to do it. But now you, looking back, I realise how important yeah. it is. I think yeah. my lady, that lovely lady came to me and I was crying. And like, as soon as she left, I, I cried to my mum because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do it. I can't even move the way she's telling me to move. Like everything was just overwhelming and it was just too yeah. much at the time. So, yeah, yeah. you can still do things to improve it. Yeah, yeah, you can keep working on that down the track. And I do, I definitely think, you know, day one past ba- post-baby, it probably is a bit early to start thinking about yeah. what exercises to do for your exercises <laughs> to save that. But I think that goes with us being busy women anyway. You, you forget that we have to take the time to look after ourselves and, yeah. you know, yeah, we run, but we, on the side, there's so many things that we need to do to make sure that we can run. And yeah. we're not good at that, are we, Sasha? No. And I'm sure a lot of our listen- listeners aren't. So in terms of the strength training, the pelvic floor exercises, there's so many things that we can be doing to make it easier for us. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think they're important things to do to to keep you running. Yeah. Keeping yeah, mobile, just getting older, yeah. staying mobile. I mean, running is is brilliant. And the longer we can run for, the better. Everything yeah. you're saying tonight makes perfect sense to me. It's just enacting it. But I'll need it for myself. I will need to have it written down in a plan that I will follow because I'm a I'm a ticker and I love to tick yeah. it off. So I know for myself I need to get this organised and I'll put it in the program. Once it's in the program, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah I agree. Just motivating me to do that. You know, there was, oh, there was a study I looked at recently and they were looking at adherence to exercise and people that have, did they compare people that have their programs, so their programs set out, their weekly programs set out versus people that were looking at, I think it was like motivational quotes or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, the adherence to the program is just so much more. When, when something is set out for you for the week, you know what you're doing on each day, you know what's coming up, you're prepared. Yeah, the in- adherence is so much better as opposed to just, waking up and winging it yeah yeah might do that or i could do that this afternoon yeah definitely that plan is it is important yeah absolutely well i think sasha you and i need to reach out to tomorrow and get a program written up for our strength training we do we're very lucky very fortunate we have a physio who runs with us um so Yeah, and he, I know um, it's Northwest Physio at Eaton's Hill. They have two female physiotherapists. So I think yeah. for the things that you've mentioned, um, it's important for us to check in with that process. Um, yeah. But, yeah, definitely in terms of strength training, I think we need to focus on that a bit, bit more. Yeah, got to make yeah. it happen. Yeah, and then when you've got someone doing plans, someone else always keeps you accountable too. You know, if you've got someone doing plans for you and checking in with you, it just go, does give you that level of accountability yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. Um, probably the other important thing too, which is a motivating factor, I think, for, for the strength training side of it, um, is the bone health. 
So when you, you know, as we're going through uh, perimenopause and, and menopause, so so women can lose up to 20% of their bone mass. Um, and so it's actually, as you, as you know, as you're running into your 40s, 50s, even 60s, you, that's when those risks of stress fractures are going to come back up again and come up quite high. So um, as, that, as that bone mass, you know, that loss of bone mass as that speeds up, um, we often think as runners, oh, well, we're, we're exercising, we're running, we're getting that impact, we're okay. But if you're a runner, that's, the running isn't enough to counteract that bone loss. So you need to, so that's the other thing where it can be good to add into your program at looking at things like things that are important to help with, um, to minimize bone loss from a strength perspective, from an exercise perspective. So it's adding in things like jumping, um, multi-directional activities. So like change of direction activities and plyometrics. Mm. So by adding them, those into a program as well. They can help minimize and slow that bone, that bone loss. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. Thank Which you. That's interesting because I, I mean, I think a lot of our runners are, um, you know, it, that pops up as an injury, a reoccurring injury. You see someone yeah. get a stress fracture and it pulls them out for quite, you know, up to two months. It can be um, mm. take them out of running and doing what they want, love doing. So when you say those type of exercises, can you put that into your strength training like as as a add-on at the end or should you be doing that yeah. separately? I'd be doing it within the within the strength program. Within yeah. the strength program. Put it, put it all in together. So your strength so basically all you need to be doing is just adding in some jumping or plyometrics or calf drops or multidirectional. So um, yeah. they're thinking sort of somewhere around the 10 minutes three times a week for that wow so, you know if you're doing but if you're doing running as well so if you just had 10 minutes of of that onto each training onto each of your strength sessions or 15 to 20 minutes on one strength session um you've just yeah just adding a little bit of that onto a strength session well, that's um, doable it is doable, yeah, and it's also something that. So this is sort of the catch twenty two of um, where we're getting changes in hormones. You can't, over, you don't want to overload things like jumping and hopping, because with the drop in estrogen, you get changes in the collagen in your tendons as well. So we're we're looking at an increased risk of bone stress of stress fractures because of the the bone loss. But we're also looking at increased risks of tendinopathies as well. And that's because a drop in estrogen causes a change um, in the tendons in our bodies due to the collagen changes. Mm -hmm. So if I was to give someone who had done no strength, so if I was to give a runner who had done no strength training, no plyometrics, I've so Sasha and I. <laughs> yeah, so if I was to give you guys um, plyometrics, jumping, hopping, um, box jumps every day as part of your program, you'd probably end up with an Achilles tendinopathy. So um, you've got to, it's, that's where the load's really yeah. important as well. So it's adding those things in, but adding them in 
at a reasonable load over over time so the body can adapt to that so i hate those exercises i find them so hard to do they are hard yes yes very hard it doesn't mean we can't just because it's hard doesn't mean we can't do it oh box jumps you can't do that they're just an injury waiting to happen i've seen (laughs) there was someone at our gym that got their finger stuck on the box jump and snapped their finger oh yeah yeah horrible wow really selling it yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think I'm struggling with the fact that I'm getting older and all these issues are going to looking down a path of, oh, anyway. So in terms of um, when you say collagen losses, all of that, are there any vitamins or minerals that we should be taking to help prevent? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, keeping balanced diets, super important, obviously, um, but protein. So protein is going to be important. So I think a lot of the advice that we hear is, you know, you need your 20 grams of protein post-exercise. Um, they're looking, so women should be looking actually closer to that 30, 30 grams of protein and then post-menopausal women pushing more for 40 grams of protein. So that's quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but thinking about increasing your, your protein intake um, with the bone mass, keeping in mind things like your vitamin D, your calcium and your B12. So they're important things to keep up. For all women, um, iron is important. You know, about roughly around a third of women are low in iron. So iron's important as well. Um, there's a lot of collagen supplements out there. I don't know whether the, the research isn't really out on those on, on how effective uh, they are, but um, I don't know. I, I do take a collagen drink. Um, whether it helps or not, I don't know. But Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's um, interesting. Um, oh, I, I just lost my train of thought then. Sorry. I lost it. Um, uh, but yeah they're, they're probably they're probably the main things is really just keeping up that protein on vitamin d calcium oh, okay it's come back come back to oh, me yes. yeah and you hear you hear everyone say it, go get a blood test annually to check all those you know levels i don't think i've had a blood test in god knows how many years to ch- i would have no idea what my iron levels are do you recommend yeah. getting everything checked regularly um not not regularly if there's not an issue but yeah look if you haven't had any bloods done in um many years i probably would get a would get a check we're so bad sasha we love being healthy you've had so many blood tests in the last few years it's ridiculous and i get so frustrated because everything always comes back hunky dory and i'm like i'm not hunky hunky dory What is wrong with me? <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I did have some iron infusions a couple of years ago. But, yeah, yeah, that's I find that part very frustrating because I'm pretty sure that if you're someone who exercises a lot, that perhaps the ranges should be somewhat yeah. adjusted. And I don't know yeah. that this is, I mean, I, I mean, what do I know? I'm not a doctor, but I wonder if, all doctors are as mindful around exercises and the different ranges for different bodies. I don't know. Yeah. That's just me. Talking yeah, no, the, 
that is a very good point and, and, I, and I have heard that discussed quite a few times as well that like even if you are in a normal range um, you might be at the bottom of a normal range and the doctor still says yes you're fine you're yeah. fine you're fine but it's not the optimal range yeah so the optimal range is and for someone who's you know working pretty pretty hard putting their body under a lot of stress the optimal yeah. range is probably a lot higher than bottom of the normal range yeah 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 we're not getting any younger yeah. Sasha I think we're, we need to focus on this I always say it that 2023 we have to put more priority on our health yeah strength training I need to get my buds yeah. done yeah need to focus on yeah. it more. just think of that think of it as improving your running so it, I'm sure it will improve your running um yeah, it'll yeah. probably eventually improve your recovery as well and yeah keep your running longer yeah because I think we I forget how old I am like when you talk about menopause I'm like menopause I'm not me too yeah ages away no it's not yeah. it's probably on the doorstep I need to get ready for it yeah I'm just in denial <laughs> yeah and that's the other thing build build your body mass up now so you've got that you know you've got that muscle mass you've got that bit of a buffer and same with your bone your bone strength as well and your bone health yeah very important things yeah um just before you said i got really intrigued when you said the collagen drink i don't know that i've ever seen a collagen drink would is that just at the chemist or no i order them online but it's just uh, it's a collagen powder so oh, there's okay a few, there's a few out there now they're collagen powders that you mix into into drinks yeah yeah they help so, with like your hair nails skin is that yeah, yeah. Yeah, hair, nail, skin, potentially. I hope that they help with my tendons. But yeah, yeah, the research isn't really. I mean, research has been done, but the, a lot of the research has been done by the companies themselves, yeah. so it's not overly reliable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I guess I think anything to help is. Oh, we love a good supplement, don't we, Sasha? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm a sucker yeah. for lots of things. So I could easily go down, like I listed all the different things that you said. I, yeah, I could go and shop up a storm quite easily. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, it's probably worth looking at them because, I mean, you're losing collagen, you're going to lose collagen anyway. So if there's if there's some way of putting it back, then yeah try to try to get some of it back yeah yeah and we keep saying Sasha about the protein yeah making sure we have it on a daily basis yeah yeah definitely yeah and I think that's handy when you know when you're super busy those protein shakes do do come in handy um you know obviously if you've got a really good really good diet and you're getting a lot of protein in your diet then you don't need shakes yeah um, if you're short on time and you're skipping yeah. meals and not eating quality protein in your meals, then then it's good to to use them. Yeah, I think yeah. that's one of the things that I've gotten from all our listeners, all our people that we've interviewed, is the importance of um, a balanced meal, not skipping the meals, especially for runners. Mm. So fueling yeah. your body, and I I've been focusing on that. It's made a huge difference in my as I'm upping my kilometers, my energy levels and, and recovery. Yeah, yeah. And it's I think the hard thing is too with running and you probably know with swimming. So when you finish swimming, like you you're starving. Yeah. Blind anyway. But when I finish running, I'm not hungry at all. No. Yeah. So fill up on liquid if you're thirsty. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it can be hard to get the food in after running, I find. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's hot, I find. Yeah. Um, like this morning we ran, it was so muggy. It was disgusting. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't eat until a little bit later. Yeah. Not, not good, but I think that's running. Well, thank you for all your advice. We, we, you're full of knowledge. We need to get you back on. Yeah, brilliant. I think as topics come up, then it's good to have that, that you know, point of contact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's so, I mean, there's so many topics. There's so much you can talk on and cover. There's so many questions around um, women's health and exercise yeah. and, yeah. Yeah probably go for hours <laughs> yeah and yeah. I think there are probably people in our group who might have specific questions that arise out of this conversation that you know a bit more specific to you know their needs that we could probably have another chat about especially in the lead up to an event like a, one of our big events yeah. next year yeah. yeah good idea I yeah. think that would be really useful yeah yeah Okay, yeah, well, we're going to reach out to you. We're going to get a strength program, Sasha. We need okay. to do it. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, let's, get the <laughs> let's get you on to that. Thank you very well, much. Well, thank you. All right. Thanks for having me, girl. Lovely to meet you. Yeah, really yeah. nice to meet you. Um, where can people to... find you? So you do have an Instagram page for your business. Yeah, yeah. So I'm at Solitude Health. So it's S-O-U-L, Solitude Health. Um, yeah, on Instagram or um, find us on the website. Perfect. We'll do a, um, a shout out on our Instagram page as yeah. well so people can follow the link. Yeah, All right. Definitely. Thanks. Wonderful. And you're a great ambassador for that business. You're super healthy and smashing. You're running and. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I love it. I do really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Very glowy in the flesh. Glowy. <laughs> <Don't laughs> making me feel very. Glowy. Maybe it's the collagen powder. Yeah, I'm going to get some of that stuff. <laughs> Love it. Thank right. you so much. Yeah. Thanks. Right. Thanks, girls. See you That's tomorrow. Bye. Bye. That was a good chat with Tamara. I think um, for me as a 40, nearly two-year-old woman, I really need to start focusing a bit more on certain things. Um, I think you and I, with our strength training, it's hard. Some people say you don't need to do it and some people obviously say you need to do it. Yeah. But I know I feel I need to do it. My yeah, ability. I, I know myself I need to. So it's definitely yeah. it has to happen. I've known it for a long time, just been avoiding it. Yeah, but I think what Tamara said, and um, I, I need to focus out on the new year, is it doesn't need to be a full session. We yeah. can just do the 15 minutes after our run and yeah. um, pick up the weights. But for me, knowing what to do will help yeah. me do it. Same. I need it. I need, like I said, like, you know, you get a program from Rob. I love having that. That tells yes. me what I've got to do. Yeah. I know, like, even if I, if I sleep in one morning because I'm too tired, I know I've still got to do that that afternoon. I'll tick it off. Um, and so if even if we had a program that was like she said at the end of a session like we could, there's nothing stopping us 10 minutes after our run doing something down in the car park no that's exactly right we just take a towel and put some weights in the back of the car and, and yeah. do a little session yeah but I I'd have that... to have it written on a piece of paper or something or on my phone or something yeah yeah so I had like you said like certain um, exercises to follow yep so we know what we're doing yeah, yeah. If I, if I just left it to come home and do it, I reckon I'd I'd find a reason not to do it. Yeah, and the um, pelvic floor exercises again so bad. I'm doing it right now. 
<laughs> you stop saying that. <laughs> but yeah, like even um, even the stuff around the stomach muscles. I know, I know it's a bit of a joke around the wearing a crop top, but that has has been something that I've known I should probably be working to improve. Anyway, even for posture and yeah. Yeah, I was saying that to Nathan the other day, my husband, yeah. after our round that we wore our crop. Yeah. I I have loose skin. I think that's half my issue. I don't think, um, and what do you do with that? Like, that's just no. tightening. And Well, he said, <laughs> you don't exactly do a lot of strength training, Katie. And yeah. I don't, I do nothing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah what well, you like did I, your ab exercises the other night, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, gave myself a sore neck. <laughs> <laughs> we're hopeless but we will make improvements we are we're doing it and we're gonna so that's our new thing we need to add to our list of 2023 couple of sessions a week doing strength training 15 minutes yeah and I am gonna have a look at um I know you've tried pilates local pilates I might have just a trial in the holidays of just a session and just see yeah done it so yeah, I found it hard. Um, again, it's um, fitting it in. So, and it's another expense, and there it's an expensive time. thing. Yeah, you can get some pretty good deals on it. Um, but yeah, I've and then the week I tried it, I tore my calf. So I yeah, it could have been just bad timing, but um, yeah, you got like a negative association. I do because I remember being on the reformer and, you know, you, you're using different muscles that you haven't used and, yeah, mm. I, but I know like Jules from our group, she loves it, she goes yeah. and um, she's and super she, strong. so strong, so mm. strong. So, yeah, okay. I think, I think good. it's good. Good chat. Um, and, yeah, if anyone has any questions for Tamara, um, we'll do up, just send us a message and we'll drop a link for Tamara if you want to make contact with her. But as I said in our um, in our chat, we do use Northwest Eaton's Hill um, physiotherapists, and they do have two female physios, so we can um, utilize them. Yeah, and I mean, I know with um, you know my recent kind of injury, like I was given exercises that kind of tapped into some of those things that she said as well. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes it's just about following the advice of the physio that you're given, and yeah not dropping like that and not moment. just when you're injured like making yeah, sure you just continuing yeah. yeah exactly that and that because I have been doing those exercises that has reminded me how yes. little I do as well yes yes definitely so yeah all good I'm looking forward to 2023 for lots of reasons and that's that's another area so it's good yeah agree agree yeah. good chat all right good thank stuff. you Tamara we appreciate it yeah really nice to meet meet Tamara and um yeah it'd be good to get her back in the new year like I said especially in the lead up to you know what one of our big events that we're doing I think that would be a good time to shoot any particular questions towards her yeah definitely yeah definitely cool. well we need to go to bed because we are getting up early in the morning and doing a long run what time are you setting your alarm Three thirty. I know, me too. I know. I've oh. done two three thirties in a row. I'll be a bear yeah. tomorrow. Did you get up? Did you do three thirty today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yesterday. So. God. Um. Yeah. I have a rest day on Thursday. I think. Mm. Needed. 
Yeah. Yeah, good. But tomorrow will be easy. We're going to run easy. No, I'm not going hard. No, 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 me either. That's great. I'm looking forward to it, actually. I'm excited. I just don't want to get up so early, but that's all right. Yeah, I've got so many burns on my back from this morning from the um, crop that I was wearing. Like, and here, look, yeah, can you see them? Right across there, so bad from the heat and sweating. You got any cream to put on it? Yeah, I put that pseudo cream on. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I'm lathered in that at the moment. Lather it up. Lather it up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> okay, see ya. Good night. Bye. See you tomorrow. Bye.